I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hey guys, it's Laura. And it's Deb, and it's another episode of I Got the, the Hell Out. And it's our Christmas episode. It is. Christmas is pagan. Of course it is. It's very pagan. <laughs> and we will get into that later. Yes. Would you like the Kool-Aid recipe? Sure. Okay. Because this is going to drop right before Christmas, you know, two okay. days before. Everybody has eggnog, right? Ooh, yeah. Add Kool-Aid to it <laughs> and pour it down the drain. <laughs> That's all I could come up with. Hey, and by the way, Drunk Deb wrote this episode one night. Oh my God. Well, wait, wait. Let's go back to speaking about shitty drinks. Okay. Okay. The, the, the elf piss we had the other night. You ordered elf piss. I oh ordered I ordered God. a rum and coke and got a bullhorn in my face from oh an angry God. elf. Yes, you did. Oh my God. So let's back up here. We went out to a pop-up bar in Pittsburgh with Dina from Twisted Philly. She was in Pittsburgh. Hi, Dina. Had a great time. Yes. Had a great girls night. And so we ordered this drink because it came with a cute little koala bear on it. And it was called Koala La 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 for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. We had no idea what was in it, but it turns out it had eucalyptus in it. Nastiest thing I've tasted. It literally was elf piss, reindeer piss, all mixed together. I have no idea. It was nasty as hell. But you got a koala. But we got a little koala bear, so I guess that's all that matters. And And you got yelled at by an elf bartender. With a bullhorn. Why? Tell them why. Because I ordered a non-Christmas drink. Rum and Coke, I guess, is not a Christmas drink. Apparently not. So he pulls out a bullhorn. (laughs) And screams at me. (laughs) And then I ask for a beer, and he politely informs me that they only have IPA beers and Uh other things I would not enjoy. So then I asked about wine, and they only had two kinds. And I said, give me something not dry. And he hands me this little glass. No, it wasn't a little glass. It was like a little cup. Little mug it's that, an that somebody cup. it was an egg it was like something it's like a little kid cup. would have in their little playhouse. Yeah, it was it's an adorable. eggnog cup, but it was ceramic. And it was filled with red wine. I don't do red wine. But damn it, I don't know what that thing cost. We fought our way to the bar and I was gonna drink it. You guys oh, how many your fires how many fire codes were broken at that place? Oh my god, it was worse than being at a rock concert trying to get to the front, trying to get a drink. It was packed. And but the decorations they said on the website it looks like Christmas threw up. It and did. it did. Christmas threw up. It was just like decorations. I'll have to post the video. Oh, I took God. like a 30 second oh, video. I didn't know that. Good. Yeah. Okay. Christmas threw fun. up. It was fun though. And, and, and yeah, we ended up with a mug and an ornament and other assorted stuff. Yep. It's we on the tree. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, and guess what? That, that, that meatball plant. No, where did we go first? What Emporio, ball? the meatball. Oh, we went to Oliver Twist. That's right. Guess what? What? My beer only cost $3 for a bottle. Your drink was $7. Oh, my pretzel martini. My chocolate cup, my chocolate pretzel no, martini. The rum and coke you had. I didn't have a rum and coke at Oliver Twist. I don't know. We were at, well, we were waiting for Dina to show up. The meatball joint. 
Oh, the meatball place. Yeah, not all over Twist. Three dollars for for a metal can of butt. I was quite pleased with that. Nice. That is very acceptable to me. <laughs> now seven dollars for Captain Morgan and Coke. That that's just a little steep there. Yeah, but that's that's about average for rum and Coke though. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know. You're looking at your book. What do you have? I'm always looking at my book. Um, I don't know. We talked about that. Um, since this is a Christmas episode, okay, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention this briefly. Okay. People are offended about freaking everything these days, okay? Oh, I know it. Now, for the rest of the world out there, America is now offended by, who is it, Frank, Frank Sinatra that sings Baby It's Cold Outside? Oh, a ton of people sing that song. Anyway, it's his original song, right? Right. Now, think about this. We have a cartoon called Woody Woodpecker. His name literally is a name for a dick three times. And that doesn't offend people. <laughs> I... Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, quit getting offended by words and stuff. People get offended by actions and do something about it. That's my thought for today. Oh, and Brooke P., um, thank you for pointing out mine and Laura's mistake quite a few episodes ago. I don't know, six, eight, whatever it was. Um, about? I, we can't say. It was a mistake. Oh, okay. But I wanted I wanted to thank her for pointing that out to us, you know? Let's see. Um, Christmas, what do you got for Christmas? I have... All right, there's some stuff from the kids' book, which I will do first, and then there's also a pamphlet um, titled True Stories About Christmas. True stories. True. It's in a pamphlet, so it has it's, to be true. It's in a pamphlet from the cult, so we know it's true. Oh, my gosh. What? It, it has to be true. Well, yeah. I'm they surprised say- you haven't contacted them yet. <laughs> okay. All right. This is from the kids' book. It says, we do not celebrate Christmas. Of course not. Okay. In the minds of the people of the world, they are celebrating the birth of the true Savior sent by God when they celebrate Christmas today. The truth is a false Savior is being worshipped, a hidden mysterious God. Well, that would be Satan, remember. Satan's always at the core of everything. This God has his origins in pagan antiquity. Nimrod brought forth the worship of the gods at different times of the year, seeking abundant life in a way that opposed God and his righteous laws. Yep. Nimrod. Freaking little man's a freaking Nimrod. We called, we called each other Nimrods back in middle school. I oh, we did. So in grade school. You grade Nimrod. School. Yeah, you exactly. Nimrod. Nimrod was worshipped as the god who was reborn during the winter and to bring life to an abundance to crops back to the earth in the spring. He was worshipped as the mysterious sun god. Mysterious. Mystery. Were you even allowed to say mystery? I don't remember. (laughs) Christmas today is the same festival celebrated by the ancient pagans as the return of the sun at the winter solstice. Yes. At that time, it was celebrated with merrymaking, dancing, singing, lighting candles, and with the exchange of presents. And I can bet you there was a lot of sex thrown in there. Of course, like, that can't be in the kid's book. That would be... Well, I'm surprised. If you read, you know, stuff in your actual library talking about these old paganistic rituals, you know, sex is always involved. It's always involved. Always. Always. Uh, Let's see. Then it goes on to say, little clay dolls which represented their former sacrifices were given to children. Now, that's not some creepy shit. I don't know what is. Oh, God. All our past lives are creepy shit. I mean, look into history, people. The use of the Christmas tree today came from the claim that after Nimrod's death, a full-grown evergreen tree sprung up overnight from a dead tree stump. 
Well, of course. Did it talk like the burning bush? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll get it. We'll see. Okay. It was also claimed that Nimrod visited the evergreen tree on his birthday each year and left gifts upon it. Okay. Um, in the homes of Christians today, you see the same custom practice, the Christmas tree decorated with gifts for the whole family. People have no idea what they're celebrating. Their parents did it. Their grandparents did it. It's just, it's what you do. Now, listen here. Today, Nimrod is represented as a fat, jolly man dressed in a red suit named Santa Claus. Every Christmas Eve, he comes down the chimney and leaves presents under the Christmas tree. Now... Even the very date of Nimrod's birthday, December 25th, is used today to celebrate Christmas. Now, how do they know when Nimrod was born? Because remember, little man goes back in time. He probably witnessed Nimrod's birth. Oh, my God. Oh, these people. The unclean boar was offered as a sacrifice to the sun god by ancient man and is now the main dish in the Christmas celebration. Ham. Christmas ham. The unclean boar. Well, that's a, that's a hand. jeez, people. The people from the cult do not practice this abominable Christmas celebration. <laughs> but because the whole world around us does, we must be very careful that Satan does not trick us. Well, of course. Satan tricks everybody. Well, of course. Except for the elite people in the cult. Because they're too smart. Maybe. Then it says under here, because this is in the kids' book, there's a little drawing of Santa Claus and some presents and a stocking. And it says, here are some rules all people from the cult must remember. Rules. Rules, yes. First one, never go up to greet anyone dressed as Santa Claus. Remember, he opposes God. What if Santa comes up to you? I guess you're shit out of luck. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess. Never accept any gifts given to you on behalf of Christmas. I did that and got in trouble. You accepted a gift? Yeah. What'd you get? My grandma sent me 200 bucks. Did you have to tithe on that? Well, I didn't. And then during confessions, it came out. And well, then I had to not only tithe two, two, and two. Okay. Uh -huh. Then my, my, my penalty was I had to re-tithe two, two, and two. Okay. So, yeah. You ended up with like nothing. I ended up in the negative after <laughs> it was oh, all said and done. Because I mean, right then and there, you know, 2046. 60, so that's 120 out of the 200. And then they somehow got the 80 and more out of it. I don't remember. Oh, my God. Maybe I had to pay all three ties three times. I don't remember. It was something stupid. Because you accepted a Christmas gift. Yeah, and it was Kenny's money that paid for it, so I didn't really feel that bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Never admire the Christmas decorations or lights that you see. No, we were supposed to avert our eyes. So what if you were driving somewhere and like there's a house in front of you with Christmas lights? You're supposed to look away. So when you're driving, don't look at the road, look away. You look at the road. Like they told you to look oh at the God. lines, like look, follow the yellow line or the white line so that the, the, you might see it in your peripheral vision, but you're not gazing upon the lights. And admiring them. Yes. Okay. Never attend a Christmas party or any Christmas celebration. No. Um, if you did work out in the world and there was a Christmas party, um, you could accept Christmas bonuses. Oh, right, because the cult would get tithe money from it, right? Right, but you had to like do specific things because you weren't exacting, exactly getting a Christmas gift. You had earned 
a bonus. It just so happened that it came out at Christmas time. So that's how they justified people being able to get a Christmas bonus. You just had to tithe on it. Now, I find it funny that you weren't allowed to receive a Christmas gift. No. But you were allowed to receive a Christmas bonus. because they, Yeah, because they got money from it. Yes. Of course. Well, you would think that they would allow you to tithe on a Christmas gift also, but the scriptures specifically forbid you from doing it. So. Yeah, they just want their damn money. Of course. Okay. Now, if finally it says, rejoice that you are not a part of this. It is all in honor of the gods. Well, yeah. So you need to rejoice that you don't celebrate Christmas. What's really sad is like... A lot of us would not take our children when we had to go shopping and things because everything is lights and Christmas music and there's Santas everywhere. And the older my kids got, they were asking questions like, because <laughs> um, we were taught in the cult that Santa Claus is a pedophile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have pedophiles running around there in the cult. Isn't that, like, ironic? That is kind of ironic, yeah. But Santa Claus was a pedophile, and he would come and visit you in the middle of the night, and he would violate the girls in the normal fashion of violating a child. Right. And the little boys, he would sodomize them. Oh, God. Um, And in both cases, he left you presents if you didn't cry as a child being violated. Is that not now, sick? Now, is this actually taught to the kids? Yes. And they actually use those words and... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And like I said, a lot of us stopped taking our kids shopping. We had a system of leaving kids like on play dates. Okay. Because the older children would want to know why pedophile Santa Claus is everywhere and is he going to get me? Is he going to snap me up? I mean, you go to the mall and there's a Santa. Right. You know, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're on the street corner ringing a bell. And your child is terrified that this man is going to accost the child and drag him behind a building. And if you don't cry, I'll give you a present. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. So that was their way of not having the kids want to be involved, like with Santa and the gifts and the whole Christmas thing i i I mean that's a pretty neat way to do it i don't know but i know my children had a lot of trouble um integrating into the school the first few years because that's what they do christmas celebration school you make mommy a christmas present right you sing christmas carols you paint christmas trees. decorate you decorate you you're in music class and you're singing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and they had I mean, I can't tell you how many teacher conferences I had the first few years trying to explain, hey, we just came out of that crazy cult up the road, and this is what they taught. And in all honesty, like, some of the teachers would just look at me like I was making it up again, and I don't need to make shit and Larry, up. You couldn't make this shit up. No. Like, I can't find it. There's no one who could make this up. Maybe Stephen King or somebody, but definitely not me. <laughs> Even he's not that good. I, I I I cook and clean for a living. I you know, I don't write fiction. I tell the truth. I tell the truth, and that's all you can do at this point. Right. You know. So what else you got in that little pamphlet? There, okay, Laura? now we're going to go to the pamphlet. Oh, that was the children's. That book. That was the children's book. Yes. Were there any activities in there to do afterwards? 
like cross out the pagan things? No, there wasn't. You would think that there you would, would be. You would think that there would be. They probably should have put Passover pictures and, and, you know, other pictures in with Christmas and maybe throw in a, you know, a pumpkin just to throw people Ooh, off, a jack-o'-lantern. Right. Or like a ghost. Yeah. A witch. Uh, I don't know what to tell you on that one. I don't know. Read, read, read. Okay. So this is from, it's called... The true stories about Christmas, and it, in, in on the front, it look you're looking in a, a old fashioned window with a, a Christmas tree with a picturesque a little little yeah nice cozy room. picture yeah. But why would you want to be a part of that, right? It's pagan. So it says the most popular pagan festival was the birthday of the Invincible Sun on December twenty fifth. The Mithraic and Roman religions were already celebrating the rebirth of the sun, and it was not a hard task to place the mask of, quote, Christianity over this pagan birth date and call it Christian as the birthday of Jesus. Okay? Okay, now, I visited Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel's temperatures and weather and seasons are basically like ours. Okay? okay. So it's cold over there right now. Well, there's, yeah, Jesus wasn't so, born in December. You know, if if the shepherds were out in the fields with their flocks, they wouldn't have been. No, they, they, they say it's have, like around April or May, really. Right. Yeah. Because that would have been the springtime. That would have been when the sheep were giving birth to, um, you know, new sheep. And in the wintertime, they bring the animals back. They don't let them, you know, graze far from home. Right. So, yeah, Jesus wasn't born in wasn't winter. Wasn't in December. No, yeah. it wasn't. Um, no, I find this funny. So after they say that, they go on to say, the book, Strange Stories and Amazing Facts by the Reader's Digest. So they're getting their facts from the Reader's Digest. <laughs> well, I think Reader's Digest vets most of their information. But I they? just, I they might, but I just find it funny that like that's where they're getting some information from. Well, that's okay. I, I strange thing, I collect old Reader's Digests. Go figure. Anyway... I was reading one of them, and that's how I found out about the Jello and the gelatin. And I actually ripped it out of my book and I turned it in. I'm like, uh, you know, we we shouldn't really be eating Jello. So you were part of the problem that like made Jello become <laughs> oh, oh, illegal, oh, oh. and gummy bears and gummy oh, worms, and all that good stuff. Anything with gelatin? <sighs> See, I was part of the problem. You were part Laura. of the problem. <laughs> okay it says december 25th was not called christmas until the ninth century until then it had been the midwinter feast a combination of the Norse norse yule festival and the roman saturnalia both of which took place in december that's what saturn's named after saturnalia yeah because the planet saturn's named after that too oh well that makes sense duh and it says how was this deceit so easily perpetrated on mankind very easily, it says. Well, of course. Satan helped. <laughs> Satan's a part of all of this. No shit. Okay. All of the practices of Christmas have come from paganism and are merely the modern day practices of the same worship God says is an abomination to him. Okay. Okay. Regardless that these pagan festivals are covered with the mask of, quote, respectable Christian, which makes no sense, end quote. Is there an unrespectable Christian? Um, I don't know. 
but they're saying respectable Christian, the adoration of the child, the tree worship, and the burning of the Yule log, ham on the Christmas table. Do you know and what a Yule year... log derives from? No. Way back in the dark ages, okay, um, they would have festivals, um, and they would sacrifice the newborn everything. Then the the very first, okay. So in these towns of these pagans, they have these gigantic bonfires. And as you show up, you're bringing your firstborn hatched chicken from the chicken that you have, okay? Mm -hmm. You're bringing the firstborn goat from the goat that you have, okay? Okay. You're bringing your firstborn child to chuck in the fire. Oh, nice. Um, these people have no first generation from their parents. They had none because the very first, you and your husband would have chucked Sammy in the fire. Then you can go on to have as many children as you want and never chuck another one in. But it was the, the oh, Yule Log. Oh, God. The Yule Log was specifically your firstborn child. That was the greatest sacrifice that you could give to the gods that would ensure that not only would you have a prosperous year, that you would have a prosperous lifetime because you gave the ultimate sacrifice of your firstborn child. Yay, everybody go burn a Yule Log. That's just wonderful. That you didn't know that, did you? I did not know. I knew there was something to like sinister. Some... Oh, my God. I'm sorry to interrupt your reading. That's okay. I don't know where the hell I left off. You were off. talking about Yule Logs and stuff. But they were saying that the exchanging of the gifts and all of this magic of the season is still an abomination can't to God. can't have magic. But they use the word magic. They use the word magic, well, but you can't because, have it. Well, they're using the word magic because it's pagan. So anything that's pagan, it can be magic. It can be magic. Okay. It can be mystical. It can be a lot of things. Okay. Then on the next page, it says, Bah Humbug. Okay. <laughs> Christmas and New Year go together hand in hand today, just as they have from ancient ages. The ancient birth of the male moon was modernized as Christmas, which the whole world, which whole deceived the Christian world and is celebrated today. Then it says, Hogmany? Hogmany? Yeah, H-O-G-M-A-N-A-Y. I don't Hogmany? know. Is it a typo? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But it means the Feast of the Numberer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Feast of the Numberer. Is Cookie Monster like the lead on that one? No, the Count. The Count, The I'm Count, sorry. the Count. The Feast of the Numberer. Oh, I would the Count. The Count. It is the Feast of the Godmany. Where are they getting this crap I from? Have, somebody researches it, Laura. Oh it wasn't me. They are the gods of luck and fortune, which are deceiving the world, and they the world bows down to at New Year's Day. Are they still quoting Reader's Digest at this point? Who the hell knows? I have no idea. But spreading a feast of luxurious of luxuriant lucky foods and offering good drink offerings of toasts and good luck still takes place in Christendom today. Christendom? Christendom. I guess Christianity. Do you know how many pagan words you said in that pamphlet? I, do I don't you, know what the hell I said. Well, do you realize that like even reading these words, you're not supposed to. So I don't know why they're actually putting the pagan words in their pamphlet for their followers to listen to. I guess because... They don't, they're showing you that it's pagan and they don't want you to follow it. 
Oh, okay. Maybe. I How the hell do I know? I don't even know what the hell I'm reading. <laughs> You're reading about Christmas Dear and why you God. shouldn't do it. There is no question that the first day of the pagan new year is spent on acquiring good luck from the gods of luck, fortune, and destiny. Yes, that's why you eat black-eyed peas and sauerkraut and whatever traditions you have wherever you are. Down south involved cornbread, too. I remember that much. I hate cornbread. Oh, cornbread's wonderful. Oh, cornbread is nasty. We realize these customs of Christmas and New Year are presented to this world as beautiful things. Of course. These worldly holidays are so bound in the very fabric of life in the Christian world. These are times when families come together, gifts are exchanged, the tree is set up with all of the old familiar decorations. Yes. These festivals play on emotions and senses of mankind. This is exactly the kind of feeling Satan uses to get this world to give him the worship he desires. I thought it was a she. Yeah, and in the sermons and stuff leading up to Christmas, um, they always, always read us news articles and statistics about how the holidays is the greatest number of suicides within a 30-day period. Okay. Um, how the statistics of how people lose everything by going into debt because they have to keep up with the Joneses and buy all these Christmas presents for all of these people. And it, it was just crazy. I mean, we didn't just get biblical stuff. We got news articles. We got opinions. We got theories and ideas thrown at us. Yeah, a bunch of shit thrown at you, girl. Pretty much. We realize these customs of Christmas and New Year's are presented to this world as beautiful things. Oh, shit. I just read that. Okay, moving on. Oh, God. Continue. The worldly preachers who claim to follow the scriptures are afraid to condemn these praise and pagan practices they are afraid of upsetting all of the rich merchants who benefit during the yuletide season oh gosh yeah they are afraid of upsetting the worship of the sun that brings them so much wealth yep satan makes the emotional holidays at this time of year seem so right yeah (laughs) but to know these customs and traditions are the worship of pagan gods and then to still willfully participate in them is an abominable sin you're sinning, Laura. I am sinning this Christmas season. Abominably. I am, because I have my Christmas tree set up. I'm celebrating Christmas Day with my family. You have a real pine tree. Damn your pine tree and its needles. Oh, my, my Christmas tree is awesome. You should it water it more. Good. I water it every damn day. Anyway, read on. <laughs> oh, my God. Then it goes back on again to say, to know these Christian holidays of Christmas and New Year. First of all... New Year's is not a Christian holiday, for God's sake. Ah, uh, well, they're lumping it in there to make you think it is. They, oh, they tell you whatever they dear want. Dear God. Okay, to know these Christian holidays of Christmas and New Year are nothing more than worship of the ancient pagan gods is also to know to bow down and worship them, along with the deceived, quote, Christianity, is to be breaking the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments. Okay. So apparently you're breaking the, the Ten Commandments by celebrating Christmas and New Year's. They twist it however they, they want to twist it. Oh, God. Then it says, the only reward the sin-sick world has is the emotional reward they receive as they keep these pagan festivals. Yes, I gave Aunt Sally something and she loves me now. But their names are not written in the Book of Life because they celebrate these. You know what's funny? What? They actually have a book of life out there in the cult. 
Oh, God, do they? It's a big book, and names are written in it. And if your name is in it, and they read it during every feast, okay? Okay. And they started this after I left. And a few people, because um, we all keep contacts on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. They, they remove your name if you leave. Were they erased it out? I guess so. I don't know if they <laughs> blot it out. They erase <laughs> it. <laughs> If they use white out, maybe if they black it out so that God doesn't ever see your name again. But quite a few people have gotten calls after they left because they make this big deal out of reading the book of life. And you're supposed to feel, oh, my name is in there. I'm going to heaven. And then you get a call from a friend of yours who just got back from the feast and, hey, Shabanya, they read your name. You're still going to heaven. Woo! Yeah. So, yeah, they incorporated that in. I, I wonder what the Tree of Life book looks like. Oh, my God. I don't Do know. Do you think it's green? green? I don't know. It's probably some big, fancy, leather-bound bullshit. You know what I mean? They probably made it, like... I mean, it's got to be fancy. Come on. Any ex-members out there who have seen the Tree of Life book, um, please get with me and let me know what it looked like. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to finish up this pamphlet. This is pretty good. Pagan practices will not lead to eternal life. Those who follow vain customs are called whoremongers yep. <laughs> and God worshipers yep. by God. So I guess I'm a whoremonger. You're a lot of things, Laura. <laughs> you are a lot of things. Well, I'm going to go with, you know, since being a pharmacist, I'm a, a sorcerer. I'm a sorcerer and whoremonger. a whoremonger. You're also a witch. Okay. Uh, you're, and, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a whore also. Why? Because I celebrate Christmas? Well, no, because like you're not married to one person and you've dated other people and whatnot. Oh, we can't have that. No, you're a whore. Okay. You harbor the DNA of every person you have ever even kissed. Oh, God. I prefer whoremonger, please. <laughs> <laughs> can, you can you imagine if you were a fishmonger, whoremonger? <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, is it kind of like a fishmonger? I, a whoremonger? I don't know. I, I, I honestly... I'm going with that title. Okay. Because that's, that's hysterical. Um, I did find out some really interesting shit this week. Okay, do tell. Okay, and and then remember I promised to give out Christmas presents. You should... Right. I did, didn't I? Know, I? You did? You I did. did? I can't I wait. I did. Um, I found out recently that they have seriously relaxed the dress code out there. Really? Yes. So wait, no more like burka type things? I, I think during services and stuff, yes. Oh, okay. You're talking like day-to-day -day stuff. Day-to-day, -day, like, okay. because they still have to interact, I guess, to some point. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But, um, yeah, the women are allowed to wear jeans and t-shirts <gasps> again. And they're not thinking they're men. And becoming, you know, usurping the authority of their husband. And they're, and, and they're not cheating on their husbands with their best friends because they're becoming lesbians on the side. Go figure. There's anything wrong with that. Go figure that wearing jeans is just simply wearing jeans. Well, the zipper makes you think you have a penis, Laura. And but it doesn't anymore. I I don't know. Maybe maybe they have some special young living oil that you know takes that away. <laughs> penis removal. Penis. Re <laughs> penis removal oil. Okay, you want to wear jeans? You got to wear the penis removal oil. Okay. I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. Um. Anyway, do you know why they have relaxed this dress code? Why? Because back when I lived there, I lived, um, I left the cult in 2003, but I was forced to live in that state for another five years. 
Okay. For reasons. Um, but I finally escaped, and I'm back up here with y'all. Yins. Yins. Yins, guys. Anyway, even back in 2003 when I left, this state is mofo hot in the summer. And the dress code, you had to wear long skirts, long dresses. Um, you had to be covered up to your wrists. Oh, that's fun in the hot weather. Yeah, heat stroke. But you could see a cult member a mile away coming. Oh, well, that makes sense because everyone else is probably in their shorts and T-shirt yes. and, you know, whatever. Or at least jeans and a T-shirt or Tank something normal. Right. You know, you're not wearing a, a dress that comes halfway down to your You're not ankles. Laura Ingalls. Wearing a dress that comes halfway down to your ankles and then wearing slacks underneath it. And I mean oh slacks, like like your grandmother wore with the with the with the waistband. The polyester. Yeah, the polyester oh, waistband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no zipper to confuse yep. your your, your genital Genital. area. We, we can't have confused genitalia. No, no confused genitalia. No confused genitalia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, um, they relaxed the dress code not only for the women but they relaxed it for the men. And I'm not sure what the dress code for the men actually was, because I'm not a man. Right. So, and that's not something I would discuss with either of my sons or anybody. You know what I mean? But um, little man realized that his followers were getting a lot of attention when they would go to town or wherever they were going. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because their health food store is right next to the propaganda mill in the middle of town. Okay. okay? And that's where you go to buy your honey and your oils and your meat and all kinds of stuff. Okay. And the, they were all told that they needed to start blending into society again. Oh, like not sticking out like a sore thumb. Right. One of the big ones for me back in the day was rubber gloves, like the latex gloves. Oh, you were gloves. saying that when you like, yeah, who the hell wouldn't notice you with those on? Especially when you have two and three pairs layered oh, God. on there. Okay. Um, a lot of them, they would go shopping in a certain order so that they touched all their cans and boxes and whatnot and then they strip off a layer of gloves okay then they would go and touch the stuff that had peels like bananas oranges lettuce that you peel the outside of it off before you get to what you're actually going to eat right and then the last layer of gloves was for touching the food in the store that um you're picking out your green beans. You're picking out your fresh Brussels sprouts. So there's no wrappers. Your tomatoes. Like no, it's like, it's just there. Right. And that last layer of gloves on your hand is anything that you may have picked up touching the bottles, the cans, the things that have peels on them. None How of did you even move your hands with like three layers on? I don't know. Would you like me to bring some home from no. work? We have boxes Shit, of them. No. We can we can do an experiment. No, we're good. We should go to the grocery store each with three layers of rubber gloves <laughs> and see how many people look at us. Oh my god! Seriously, wouldn't you stare at somebody? That's what, exactly. And I, I mean, would, even one you'd be layer. Like, what the hell is that freak doing? Um, they actually were wearing like those painter's dust masks oh, for a god. while, and that was nixed real quick because because I mean. You could be a cancer patient or somebody who's sick, and you have to wear rubber gloves and maybe the mask. Mm -hmm. But to have 30 people running right, around exactly. Walmart like exactly. that, it's a little odd. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, they're told to blend in and listen. Listen to what? Listen to whatever they can figure out going around them. Oh, geez. Yeah. So they're like little spies. Pretty much. Okay. 
Um, I mean, don't you think the Roman Empire way back when, if, if you knew something or heard something, you would report it back? Okay. Well, guess what? No one's going to talk around you if you're wearing three layers of rubber gloves, your ankles ain't showing, and you got a head covering on. True. Yeah. Okay, so now they need to spy and report things. And, you know, say you're at Walmart and you're picking up fruits and vegetables that you can't pick up at the culty store. Okay. Okay. And you're in line. And the woman in front of you strikes up a conversation. And for whatever reason, you know, she asks you, you know, hey, that cult was featured in that magazine last month. What do you think about that? Oh, because sure. That's, that's like the small talk you make with people. Sure. <laughs> living in that town, the okay, was it could discussed be. quite a bit. Oh, so then that way you could just kind of play dumb and be yes. like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, what do you think about them, you know? And gotcha. you throw it back and, yeah, little chameleon spies. Ooh. Isn't that nifty? That is pretty cool. Blend in, blend in, blend in. You know. My God, I have like four pages here. Then. I don't keep going. Um, anyway, that person I talked to um, comes into contact with people a lot and it said their demeanor has even changed because they're fitting in. They're not getting looked at strange. Do you know what I mean? Right. They can just kind of go shopping and no one pays attention to them. Instead of people looking you up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, I mean, that's that's pretty much the same thing when you have like a guy who's got, you know, a mohawk that's nine different colors. 23 face piercings and there's more of his body covered with tattoos and not again not if that's how you want to live your life and what you want to do with your own body go for it but people are going to look at you so the blending in is is the blending in at this point they are somebody told me it's like the okay i'm going to say this wrong it's like the flds but minus one of those letters oh like the latter-day saints but the the mormon Something like that. Okay. There's actually a group. Um, I sh they told me, but I don't remember how far away it is. But they're almost. It's made up exclusively. I think of ex members. And again, when people leave a cult, people different things happen. Um, we've talked about Betty and how she, you know she still counts the Omar and I oh. I can count on her on my news feed a couple times a week, you know, and what day of the Omar it is, what crescent of the moon. She still does these things. But there's a group of them that they're all fallaways, okay? Mm -hmm. And they still believe the message that was being taught, just not the man that was spewing the bullshit. Oh. Okay. Okay. And they're all ex-members and there is no top dog in this new organization. I don't even know how many members there are. Mm -hmm. I can't say the town that they meet in, of course, um, but it's it's near the main town, but not really. Okay. You'd have to drive a while to get to it. But they have mixed company. They don't believe in the multiple marriage. There's a lot of things that are different about this fallaway group. And like I said, there's no top dog. When they get together, um, it's kind of like an open forum AA meeting almost where people speak about what they want to speak about. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe you show up and this scripture has been really bothering you and you're like, Hey, um, can y'all help me with this? Okay. And it would be an open forum discussion. So there's, so there's not just one person preaching. 
No, no. And I guess, you know, everybody has got their own studying and they all participate. And if that's what they're into, so be it. Now, are they working on the timeline? I, uh, like little man does. I don't know. Are they going back and forth, you know, to the future and the past? Not that I know of. They're, they're basically just your regular average run of the mill Bible group at this point, except they still go by like a lot of the stuff that the cult said, but they don't do it all because they don't have to. Okay. They, they, they choose to not do all of the really weird shit. So no menstrual mats. I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Anyway, um, I backed my page up. Okay. Okay. Because I, I woke up this morning, me and you had a discussion, and like Drunk Deb wrote today's episode that we haven't even gotten into. Deb picked that, Drunk Deb picked out all the Christmas presents for everybody. And she <laughs> did. Dina the other night said that should be a t shirt. Drunk Deb wrote this episode. Yeah, Drunk Deb wrote this episode. And um, she also said, no salt on the junk. That's right. Those would both make great t-shirts. No salt on the junk. No salt on the junk. Yeah, remember you have to salt everything that passes the plane in your mouth. and Don't salt the junk. Don't salt the junk. <laughs> oh, that is so freaking funny. Um, you know what we did not get to? What? I don't think we got to um, what I had on, on Facebook. Oh, we did not. No, 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 no. Um, hold on. Let's see. Um, I, I love our Facebook people, and what they always post amuses the hell out of me, Laura. You know that. What do you have here? Um, Chris S., um, she's going through a backlog of episodes right now, and she sent us a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhere out in the country, and it says, Slow down. I do not want dust in my meth. <laughs> Remember, little man didn't want his his cult dust. So that wait, isn't that why? Wasn't it a sin to go above a certain speed? You couldn't go over fifteen miles an hour. Or you're going to hell. You're going to hell. But it turned out he just didn't want everything dusty. He didn't, he didn't want a dusty cult. Demi <laughs> uh, A, I think uh, it's a D and an apostrophe M I. I don't know. Um, she thanked us for reading her post, but she's still perplexed about where they got. The idea that little man died. I don't know. I wait, wait. The um, podcast, cult podcast that I told you. Oh, I listened right. To. I did listen to it. Um, she's asking me how they got the idea that little man died. I don't know. That's not my podcast. I know. Maybe they. I'm thinking maybe they got him confused, or maybe not them, but maybe what they were reading. Got they may confused. have got him confused with his brother. His brother. That's what I was thinking. So you never know. Um, but she says it would be so cool if you guys got in contact with him. Hope it works. Did, uh, you said you were going to email them. I'm waiting. Okay. Um, and when I read this, I thought she meant she wanted me to get in touch with the cult. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, she wants me to get, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Isa T, um, she purchased uh, Little Man's ex-wife's book, remember? we? Yes, and they do mention that book on the other podcast. Yes, they do. But look at this. She ordered it, and she, um, actually, she wrote, I know you probably won't be able to publish this because you can see the author's name and all, but I just wanted to show you how one of my cats think books about the cult is a chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat's literally chewing on the book, okay? Let me see that. Oh, that's a video. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so great. Um, She says, it took me a month to get Dangly Ball's wife's book because of import or something, and it was pretty damn interesting. 
also apparently tastes good. <laughs> so, yeah, the cat's eating the book. Okay, the cat loves your book, too, is all I can tell you. That's right. Um, let's see. I don't know. I guess that's about Where's that it one? There's one from Twitter. Remember I showed you that? Oh, yeah, that's on something else. Hold on. I have to pull that up. Hold on. Someone had... I don't even remember that their name was. I do. Her name was Antigon the Tragedy. Antigon. 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 I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, on Twitter... Um, she writes to us and says, I really need to know if the elders of your cult were reading the Old Testament of the Bible in ancient biblical Hebrew and Aramaic. Where the hell did they learn it? If not, how could they claim they were reading the original? So many questions for these scholars. <laughs> these scholars. And scholars is used very loosely. Loosely and with quotes, okay? And with quotes. We got a bunch loosely of air quotes. bunch of air quotes there. Um, well, to answer your question... It's basically like they would go and use the lexicon and the linears, all these books. And it's like picking up a pamphlet in German or Spanish, okay? And you use the dictionary, the translation dictionary. You're going to kind of come up with the gist of what it says. But not being able to translate it properly, especially with local dialect or what things gotcha. could other mean. Yeah, these men weren't actually fluently reading this shit. And they weren't actually scholars. No, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, in any way, shape, or form, they were not scholars, is all I can tell you. Um, I guess that answers that question. Well, I did promise Christmas gifts last episode. Okay, sand out the gifts. And, you know, literally, you could probably put it as Drunk Deb went to Spencer's to get Christmas gifts. <laughs> and they all really seemed like a good oh idea at the time, okay? They really did. But, you know, Spencer's sells some really weird shit. Oh, they do. Yeah. They sell some funky stuff. So, anyway, the first gift I'm giving out goes out to our listeners. Um, you're about to hear some shit. Show's pretty much not going to be the same. Buckle up and hold on to the bar and enjoy the winter solstice on January 21st. That's one of the few things I will be celebrating. Well, give a cheers. Oh, I love that day. You know why? Why? Because after that, the days get longer. It doesn't get so dark so exactly. early. Exactly. 521, people. 521. Okay. So, listeners, you have to listen up for the little Easter eggs, you know. Um, don't know if y'all know it, but we give Easter eggs that only certain people would kind of understand. Little jabs here and there. Mm -hmm. I find it funny, Laura. Oh, I do too. And I'm sure some other people get the little jabs here and there. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Laura, you don't get a Christmas present because I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Alrighty then. But I did bring you milk duds the other day. You did. So that, that's my gift. That's my gift. There you go. There you go. Milk duds are a great gift. Who should we start with? Oh, I don't know. Who? You just go for it. <sighs> Pass out those gifts. All right. As much as I hate to do it, we're heading off to Kenny's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is Kenny getting? I agonized over this one, on all honesty. Kenny, your gift is the remembrance of all the really good and happy times that we had. Because those don't go away. Laura, those don't go away. You know what I mean? Right, right. 
And I, I really want you to think of what you threw away. And I hope it was worth it, Ken. I, I really do. Um, you were the love of my life, the father of my kids, and you chose something else. And I'm okay with that at this point. And my gift to you, I give you everlasting happiness, dude. I hope you find that. Hope you got it. There's Kenny's There's gift. There's Kenny's corner. Kenny's corner. Okay. Who's next? The bitch I love to hate. Drum roll, please. I can't. I was going to say, I can't roll my tongue or I would. According to you, Laura, I could not give her the gift I wanted to give her, so I had to hurry up and hit Spencer's this morning and return the bitch and find something else last minute. <laughs> what? All right, what is she getting? <sighs> she gets a thank you from me for all of the freaking hell she put me through throughout the years. Thank you, bitch. I love to hate. Love to hate. To hate. To hate. That just was pretty happy about it. Um. She actually taught me really valuable lessons on learning to stand up for myself, not to take people's shit. You know, at this point, she taught me a lot of stuff by being screwed up, screwed up as she is. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I received her box of darkness at one point, and I'm just returning the favor to her. Our last counseling session, she brought over a six-pack of beer. Like, that's going to change my influence and want to join the cult again. You know what I mean? Yeah, that ain't going to do it. No, that ain't going to do it. But I, I, I was, somebody gave me a really nice picture of her, Laura, and I was going to give her a cheers and post her picture. But she won't let me. Hey. Drunk Deb thought it was a good idea. <laughs> Anyway, Drunk Deb thinks a lot of things are a good idea. Pretty much. Um, her gift, I give her the ability to be able to change and become compassionate towards other people. It's never too late. I give you the gift of compassion, bitch. Oh, that sounded like an oxymoron, didn't it? I was just going to say, make man, that gift is going <laughs> to bounce right off her. Rubber, your glue. Exactly. Bam, right off of her. Oh, wow. <clears throat> This next gift is to any of the members that are still out there struggling, need some help. I personally will buy you a bus ticket to get the hell out of there. Um, several ways to contact us. I can always make sure it's legit. And I can tell you, family will always be there for you. You made a mistake. Actually, you didn't make a mistake. You made a life choice. You made a life choice that other people might not agree with. And in all honesty, those of us that have left, our relatives have welcomed us back with open arms and have tried to be understanding. And you can make a life after you leave that place. And by the way, I'm not spreading propaganda like they're trying to make you out to believe. Everything that I speak is the truth. And you should be able to open up your eyes and see that. So, to the members that are still there, I give you everlasting courage to save yourself and any of your family members. It may not be today or tomorrow, but you can build that courage up and be able to use it in the future. Let's see. Oh, this one was tough, Laura. Who's it for? It's for my youngest son, who I don't speak to see anything. Um, I just want him to know that mom still loves him. Aww. 
That's about it. I'm a follow-away. I'm Satan's sister. I'm a lot of things to them, and I know he'd get in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. I love you, son. That's all I wanted to give you for Christmas is no mom loves you, and here's a virtual hug and a kiss, dude. I don't even know if Aww. he'll get this. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, I think this is pretty much lastly the gift I have. I got one more after that, but it's just kind of like throwing candy to a parade type okay, gift. This is the last major gift. Last right? major okay. gift I have, and it's to Little Man. Oh, best for last. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Um, let me tell you, Little Man, I actually thought about making you another box of chocolates, but we already went that route. You right, know what I mean? Right, Yeah, he, he probably wouldn't eat them anyway, you know? Not after what you did the last time. I didn't do anything. Wink, wink. <laughs> anyway, back to Little Man's gift. Um, Little Man, I I started this show as a favor to a friend. Bucket list, podcast. I didn't even know what one was. I don't know. I lived 10 years and you're a special kind of hell. And she seemed to think it would be a great topic, huh, Laura? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I personally remembered little man's words, Laura, that, you know, no one's ever going to listen to me. I'm a fall away. You know, I'm just a little girl. That's what he said to you. Yeah, in that okay. grocery store. I think I mentioned that last yep, week. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, guess what, little man? People are listening everywhere, and it's kind of cool. All around the world. I, I really never thought anybody would listen. And guess what? They're listening, little man. There's a gift to you, number one. Well, he gets more than one. He gets more than one, okay? Um, I kind of heard that he hasn't been seen in quite a bit. Okay. Um, don't know if he's trapped on the compound, if he's fallen ill. He might be dead for all we know, but I don't think so. I couldn't get that lucky. Okay. <laughs> there will be rum involved in dancing in the streets the day I find out what little man has kicked the bucket. Okay. If it's 18 degrees outside, it's snowing and blowing, I'll only spend a few precious seconds dancing in the street. But nonetheless. But nonetheless, I will dance in the street. Um, wow. Let's see. I, I really wasn't sure what to give you, but I have a few gifts more. I, I, I give you the gift of mobility to maybe be able to leave the compound at some point because nobody likes to be, you know, housebound or trapped. Right. So, um, I also give you the ability to speak the truth and the ability to change from being an evil bastard to maybe doing some good in the world. You know? You can do that, little man. You, you do have the power. I mean, are you just evil through and through? But, um, yeah, your, your own people are actually starting to listen to me, little man. I, I don't know what to tell you on that one. Um... I don't know what to tell you, little man, but you guess you're kind of angry. Laura, I hear he's angry. Uh-oh. Yep. Little man's not happy with what we're doing. What? Telling the truth? But I gave him gifts. So he's not happy that you're telling the truth? No. He... And telling what happened to you? No. And he's not happy that other people are chiming in on what happened to them either. Mm. Um, Even though it's what happened... Yeah. Ugh. I I have a couple of little mice in the walls and a couple of flies on the wall. Mm-hmm. And um, I was told that little man's not real happy with us, and he, he called a special meeting with some select people. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And um, they've been telling the congregation not to listen to us because we're propaganda. 
Oh, really? Yeah, we're pro- we're the propaganda. We're the propaganda. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're the propaganda. Even though you know they're telling truth how, and lies about me. I mean, I was just gonna say, how can you talking about your life experience be propaganda? That's what I would like to know. Well, because apparently I am an angry and bitter, disgruntled ex-member. Ah. Okay. That's why I'm doing this apparently according to them. Okay. So I'm not angry and disgruntled. I'm telling the truth. How about that? Oh, and I apparently was excommunicated from them. Oh, you were now? Yeah, because I, I, I anyway, um, I, how many times have I said I wish I had an excommunication letter? I know. And I don't. Because I, you aren't. No, I, I quit going, guys. Anybody out here is listening, I'm telling you, I'll buy you a damn bus ticket. Get a hold of us. Flee like lemmings. Well, no, lemmings drown themselves. Um, <laughs> don't do that. What could they don't flee like? Animals from a forest fire. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, there, there, there's a whole bunch of shit and lies they're telling about me, Laura. You know that? And I'm I don't sure. give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um... You know, the one thing I really wanted to get Little Man for Christmas, and I, I couldn't find one anywhere. What? He has such a ridiculous first birth given name. Oh, he does. Yeah, and then he changed it to his culty leader name. Okay. Can you imagine if you had a child and asked Samantha to name her baby brother? Oh, okay. I could imagine what she would come up with. What if she came up with Buffalo Bill? <laughs> Oh, my God. Merry Christmas, listeners. Look that one up. Look that one up, folks. But, uh, yeah, he's he's quite a character, ain't he? Mm-hmm. But um, at, at one point, he was preaching to us about the Lakota Indians prophecy. Oh. Do you know the Lakota Indians prophecy? I was prophecy? just going to say, I don't even know the Lakota Indians. Never even heard of them. Now, Ted Nugent sings about a great white buffalo. Okay. Do you know Ted Nugent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great white buffalo. Okay. That is the Lakotas, um, one of their ancient prophecies, that a great white buffalo will be born and it will usher in a new kingdom of peace. Okay. Well, old Buffalo Bill cult leader snagged up on that at one point because that's what he was born and he's a white man. Gotcha. So he is literally... No Native American blood. No. Okay. None. But because he was born Buffalo Bill, he proclaims himself as the great white buffalo that is going to usher in the new millennium of peace. Hey, guys, that's why buffaloes are on all of his books. I mean, that's why they picked that ridiculous buffalo that's on everything. Because he's ushering in... Yes. And I'm going to have to find the news article, Laura... But um, the Lakota Indians, I don't remember what year it was, they actually had a pure white buffalo born on their reservation. Get out. It was found murdered three months later. I have no proof. Oh, man. I have no proof. I have nothing. But I would not put it past these people that they would have had somebody go and kill this thing. Oh, man. I was just going to say, I bet that animal was beautiful. Um, I saw pictures of it. There was actually on Facebook um, pictures of it when I it, bet was it was born gorgeous. and everything. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. But, yeah, he actually steals from the Indians now. <sighs> Are you shocked? 
No, I'm not shocked at anything. According to him, the Holocaust happened to keep him safe from dying. What kind of ego? And they claim I make shit up. Come on. I don't make this shit up. I'm just, you couldn't make this shit up if you tried. I repeat what little culty man leader says, you know? And you just tell what you lived. Yes. And they actually, on their Facebook page, they have, it's, it's so obviously photoshopped, okay? Mm-hmm. Above the sanctuary, it's a cloud that looks like a buffalo, Oh, good Lord. A great white buffalo, okay? Above the sanctuary. You can obviously tell it's Photoshop. But, of course, it was a member who took the picture coming upon the sanctuary that day. And God gave them a sign and she snapped this picture of the great white buffalo over the sanctuary. Alrighty. And if you can't see Photoshop in this, you're legally blind. (laughs) Crying out loud. Legally blind. Again, grasping at straws, coming up with crazy shit. Hey, it was a fun-filled gift-giving episode. It was. Yes. That it was. Yes, it was. And I'm still rolling my eyes. Um, And if you guys decide to look up Buffalo Bill, there's a really interesting story of how he became a cult leader, what he did in his early life, his profession, and how his profession said, you can't do this anymore. Look at you, just, you your eye rolling, you got your lips together. It's a, it's a very interesting story is all I can tell you. It's a lengthy article. I'm going to try and find it and maybe read some of it. We're, we're supposed to take two weeks off, remember? Yes, we're taking two weeks off. Yes, we are. We'll be back after the new year. I dislike you. Sorry. It's okay. I bet you there's a bunch of people out there groaning. <laughs> you know? Well, you know what? A lot of other podcasters are taking two weeks off. I have so much stuff going on. You know what's funny? Everybody at work knows that I don't do Christmas. Mm -hmm. And quite a few people are like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I didn't have to participate. And I look at them. I look at them and I'm like, seriously, you can either A, say, I don't participate in this anymore. I says, and they're, oh, I can't do that. My family would hate me, blah, blah, blah. I says, okay, then you can either. Then stop bitching about it. Well, no, I says you can become a Jehovah Witness. Become Jewish. Join a crazy cult. You know, all of these things. Seventh Day Adventist. I don't think they do Christmas either. Come on. Um, or you could just say you don't feel like doing it and be an adult. But social norm dictates that that's not acceptable. It really But does. if it makes you that miserable. Social norm dictates I've done this my entire life since I was an infant. How do you stop doing that? See, I was able to stop doing that in my life today because I really didn't celebrate Christmas for 10 years. Then we got out of the cult and we celebrated like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Then my youngest son left to go visit his dad on a court-appointed Christmas trip. And he's been home once in, oh God, seven years? I've seen him once. And he wasn't even allowed to stay at my house. He had to FaceTime with his dad at my mom's to prove he was not staying at Pagan Satan's sister's mom's house. Isn't that sad? That's so godlike. Right? Spreading the love, baby. Spreading Spreading the the love. love. Well, guys, that was our Christmas episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Merry Christmas. I don't do Christmas. I'm talking to those who... (laughs) I'm speaking to others. Hi, cult. Merry Christmas. How are they going to tithe on the gifts I gave them? And I gave Kenny everlasting happiness. That's going to stick to him like static cling. How do you get rid of that? I don't know. Unless he's just miserable for the rest of his life. Some people are. 
Some people like some people like to be miserable. Okay then. Didn't you ever meet people like that? Some people they're they're just miserable people and they like being like that. Like I don't think they know how to not be miserable. I, I choose to be happy every day no matter what my circumstances are. Because no one or anything in life's gonna make me happy but me. Right. You know? Anyway, guys, hate to take Two weeks off, Laura's making me, or I'd come in and do it by myself, but she does all the technical shit. I, I sit here and go, okay, the numbers are red, we're recording. That's about my input level. Anyway, whatever you celebrate, don't celebrate. Just be kind to everybody, man. We're all going through some messed up shit, right. honestly. Be Just kind. Be kind. Just enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy every day and be kind. If you get days off from work, enjoy them. There you go. Because how can you not enjoy that? Come on. I'll be sitting in my jammies, eating and watching TV all See? Christmas Day. See? Enjoy. That's what I'm going to do. Enjoy. Well, guys, if you're stuck someplace, um, especially the ex-members, please, I will buy you a ticket. Just somehow get in contact with me, and I'll make sure that somebody will help get you and your family out. Get the hell out. Yep. Anybody out there trapped in other situations, talk to people, get someone to help you. God, I feel so helpless sometimes, Laura. I know. Me too. I just want to save the world. Someday. 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 All right, guys. We'll talk at you after in the two new weeks. year. In the, yep, in the new year. Um, cheers with the beers for the winter solstice. There you go. 521. All righty. On the 21st. There you go. I'm Laura. And this has been Deb. And we'll have talk a to wonderful you in a couple season. weeks. Bye. Bye.